Can we delete that? We are never Never play it. that again. No. Never play that it again. It shall live in infamy, DeMarco Farr. <laughs> Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr in for Travis and Sliwa, ESPN Radio. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Before, DeMarco, we get to uh, your thoughts on the Rams and what's been working well for them lately. They're on this four-game winning streak. Want to hear from Ian in Redondo. He's got thoughts on Russell Westbrook, but also the question that I posed to all of us, uh, people on Twitter following us, uh, at Cam Brothers, at ESPN Los Angeles, following DeMarco on Twitter, in honor of Denzel Washington's 67th birthday, if you could only watch one Denzel movie for the rest of your life, it's a lot of great movies, a lot of great performances. No doubt. Which one are you picking? We've been getting a lot of Twitter responses. I'll read some of those later on the show. But Ian, what's up? Hi, Andy. Oh, guys, how's it going? Uh, happy holidays to you. Yeah, you as well. Happy um, holidays. Yeah, so my whole take is when we got Westbrook was that Palenka was making an insurance policy just in case LeBron and AD got hurt. Uh, that's one. Um, and I wasn't very confident about it because Russell hasn't really played well off the ball. And as we see, uh, the defenses are sagging when Russell doesn't have a ball, making it really hard for LeBron and when AD was playing, making it really difficult for the whole team. And uh, very disappointed in his free throw shooting, his decision-making. He's not finishing on layups. Um, I really don't see this getting better. That's just my thoughts. Um, for the Denzel movie, Training Day is my favorite. No Every doubt. Time. I like this so. guy. Yeah. All right. I like appreciate, appreciate the call, Ian. Training Day, by the way, um, we'll read some of the specific responses we've got on Twitter. We'll reveal our own answers later. But Training Day has had a lot of of representation and with good cause. That is a hell of a movie and a hell of a Denzel big performance. Time. It is so good. All right, so the Rams, DeMarco, they're coming off a big win over the Vikings yeah. in Minnesota. Four-game winning streak right now. They seem to be trending in the right direction with the, their playoff spot now clinched a couple uh, weeks away before that ends up happening. What are you seeing right now that would explain this this uh, shift from uh, they lost what two three games in a three row? in a row three in a row not just lost they got smashed right yeah they've now won four straight what are you seeing that's been most notably different with them okay league wide number one I Arizona falling apart at the end um, and I guess that's been the mo of their coach and that team since Kingsbury has taken over start out hot fade late so I thought that Arizona had found their stride with Kyler Murray but it seems like they've gone they've They've come back to earth. And something happened in Arizona on Monday night when the Rams went there and beat them. They were hot, and since then they can't find they – ju they just everything's a struggle for them since that Monday night game. But from the Rams' perspective, I think what's changed is the running game, to be honest, man. Sony Michelle, you can tell this guy likes being the lead dog. And I think during this four-game winning streak, he's averaging close to five yards a carry. You know, and, and he's running physical. He's challenging defenses. When you have a running back that's doing that, that forces a defense to collapse, which opens everything else up for play action passing and whatnot. So uh, he has been a welcome addition to this offense, really a steadying, a, a balancer to the offense for Sean McVay. So when you have the ability to run and throw, you're a tough out for anyone. Did you think that he was capable of putting up this type of production and like th this type of volume? Because I think it's always hard to tell. With guys coming out of the Patriots, yeah, because, because Belichick <laughs> uses guys very 
incon- everyone has a role, right? But yeah. but it's very inconsistent. Like you, at least the last few seasons, to my recollection, like there hasn't been a lead runner for Bill Belichick, and like there will be times where like the running game's rolling, then the next game they end up throwing a lot more. So I think it's always been hard to figure out exactly like what you have in a New England running back. Yeah. So what did you expect the Rams had in Sony Michelle? Well, you hear that? That's that's the sound of Bill Belichick slapping all six rings on the on the table. Sure. So whatever he does, it works. So we'll just keep our. Oh, I mean, shut. I'm not I'm not yeah, questioning Bill Belichick. But I'm no. just saying in terms of figuring out what no you idea. have. No idea. Absolutely not. Um, he was the Sony Michelle was the odd man out in New England. So you would think that, yeah, maybe there's something wrong with him. Something we don't know. But yeah, I didn't see this coming. But obviously. This guy likes to be the lead ball carrier. He likes to be the bell cow. He likes to be the guy. Uh, and he's proving that with every single physical carry when he refuses to go down. So that's the type of stuff your offensive line can get behind. When he makes decent blocks great or good blocks even better, you know what I mean? And you're pushing the defense forward and you're forcing them to have to adjust to your run game, which opens up Cooper Cup, OBJ out in, 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 in the second level. So, no, I but I didn't see it coming, but it's a pleasant surprise. I don't even think Sean McVay saw this coming. Okay, that actually leads yeah. to what I wanted to ask you next. Like, how much of an adjustment – like because if he did, he'd be the he, he would have been the, the number one guy from the the start of the year. Yeah, right. And when I say like how much of an adjustment for Sean McVay, do you think this was like I don't even mean this like in a negative sense or like as a commentary on his coaching. I just mean like in terms of expectations heading into the season, seeing what you have in Sean McVay. I mean in uh, Sony Michelle and then Sean McVay's own tendencies or worldview when it comes to football. How much do you think he's actually had to adjust, has adjusted to the idea of, okay, I got this guy that I didn't realize what a weapon he could be, you know, what a steadying force he could be? Oh, a ton. It's the same thing we said about the Lakers and whatnot, bringing Westbrook in. Um, You had Cam Akers, that was your guy. He was going to be your lead back. So your offense was tailored around him running the football. And you would have been, if this good, if not better, with Cam Akers. You lose him. Well, your next viable backup is Daryl Henderson because he's been in the offense. Sony Michelle just got here. So Daryl was going to be the guy uh, until Sony Michelle got up to speed. So once he did, and then Daryl got hurt, and you put Sony in the game, and then you started to see a change in the offense, a change in what happens when Sony is running physical, north and south. Wow, this defense really has to collapse, which will give you some matchup, some favorable matchups in the, on the outside with Cooper Cup and OBJ. Um, so once you started to see that, and then Sean McVay making the adjustment to going away from one tight end, one back, throwing the ball all over the yard, to bringing in two tight ends, bringing in two tight ends and an extra offensive lineman, I mean, that's old-school 80s ball. That's hard for a new coordinator, new guru-type coach like Sean McVay to do, going away from what you think is best to going to something old and having it work and then making it work within – your philosophy and your game plan, I think that's been the difference from that three-game losing streak to this four-game win streak. I mean, in its own right, is that willingness to adjust like that. And like you said... It's hard, man. Well, I was going to say, it's different than Sean McVay, I think, like his natural instincts, what he would do on the field. It's different. Yeah. In its own right, is that like as impressive as anything you've seen? Big time. Way impressive. I mean, Belichick adjusts. Uh, Bill Parcells adjusts. Bill Walsh adjusts. I mean, all the great coaches will adjust. Uh, Their game plans change. Uh, Remember Brian Billick when he went to Baltimore way back in the day? He went there as an offensive guru. How'd they win Super Bowls? 
defense. Right. He switched and he changed. He's tailored. He cha- he tailored everything thing to the roster and the, how his guys like to perform. So I think Sean McVay is doing a little bit of that now with this offense. But yeah, I, I think if this can continue, and if you get Cam Akers back, so you have Sony Michelle plus Cam Akers coming back, and Cam runs the ball in a similar fashion to Sony Michelle, more physical, but he's got a little more speed and a little more pop on the outside, and he can catch. That kind of balances out the NFC equation when you talk about Green Bay. Well, Having two running backs going up to Green Bay, yeah, I like your chances a little bit better than going up there with just one. It is astonishing that Cam Akers is – he might play this weekend. That's ridiculous. Like Sean McVay said, there's a possibility that Akers could play. He didn't commit to it one way or the other. And to some degree, I mean, with the Rams having their ticket already punched to the playoffs, and there's only so much they're going to move – likely in either direction yeah um but they're they're definitely going to be on the upper half of this bracket that's a miracle man that's beyond that's that's a miracle the thought never occurred to me that cam Akers would play this season achilles achilles injuries used to cost you almost two seasons one when it happened you're out for the year you're not coming back and then you got to get yourself back in shape and you're kind of affected by it the next season okay this guy got hurt and is coming back the same year Within a few months, unheard of, ridiculous. Why couldn't these doctors be around when I was playing? Seriously, it's I mean, okay. Before we even before we even get to what Cam Akers can can bring to complement Sony Michelle, complement the Rams' offense, I've I've seen some reaction to Cam Akers getting activated because, like we said, this this is really head spinning that this is even a possibility. People being cynical. I was stunned. Well, people. I was though, stunned when I saw it. He's they they put him on the roster. Really? Right. I know he's looking good in wor- in workouts, but they actually put him on the roster. Well, wow. it's interesting. Like uh, Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams yeah. for the Athletic, she does a phenomenal job. Absolutely. If, you, if you're a Rams fan and you're not following uh, Jordan's coverage, you're you're making a huge mistake. But I saw her point out um, on Twitter that I guess the original reason they they activated him was to make him pension eligible for this season. Like, th- this season would count towards his eventual pension. Good. Which is a He's great, earned it. Right. He's yeah. earned it. He got you know he got hurt literally on company time. Three years, three games. And sure. and also, too, I mean, it, it's, it speaks well of the Rams, or if nothing else, Cam Akers' agent thinking about this and the Rams acquiescing, but that they would look out for this guy and do that. And like They've be, been pretty be good mindful. about that, looking out for guys. Well, they, they, they really have. Okay, I was They've gonna, gone out of their way to take care of their guys. I, I was going to ask you yeah. if this felt in character with the organization. The Absolutely, yes. yes. Even guys that they let go, they, they signed to different to bigger deals because they've earned it, and right. then it doesn't work, so we'll let you move on. But go ahead. But the, the idea of Cam Akers coming back much earlier than people expected, coming back at all, which a lot of people didn't expect, myself included, I've heard some people express cynicism like the idea of the Rams doing something that is risky right now with Akers because at the end of the day, football is a meat grinder. That position in and of itself has become very disposable and people wondering if this isn't actually in Cam Akers' best interest. I'm inclined to actually think that it's okay, only in the sense of if you were willing to do that to Cam Akers, you wouldn't do it now. You would do well, it in the playoffs. They wouldn't let him go if he can't go. I mean, he's looking good. He's ready to go. He's a he's medically cleared. You know that's that says a lot. By well, this, people by are this always staff, skeptical about what medically cleared in the NFL. By is. this staff, and, and they always err on the side of caution. They take care of their players, and he's medically cleared. So 
He's ready to go. Um, and this is football. This is not basketball or baseball. When you're ready to go, you have to go. So think about it this way. I, I don't know who these cynics are, but listen to me. So Sean McVay likes to run 11 personnel. One tight end, one back. So you've got Sony Michelle and now Cam Akers. Cam Akers is the better back in 11. He's great. That's The offense was tailored around him being that one back in 11 personnel, and he's great at it. So you bring that back to an offense. Then you've got Sony Michelle, who's better in two tights, three tights. Physical. So you've got the best of both worlds at running back, and one of them is going to be fresh when he comes back. This is never a bad thing. This is... This is all good. Like I said, there's there's not a no in this when Cam Akers comes back. I'm just it's stunning to me. Like it, health-wise, it just that that this is even possible is stunning. He had a torn Achilles this summer. He's an yeah. NFL running back. I think maybe this might be some of the pandemic stuff because you have nothing else to do but this. So, huh. and and medical science has improved and he's worked his butt off. So, I think you're going to see more and more. Remember Adrian Peterson when he blew out the knee yeah, and then came back the next year and set a record. Mm -hmm. So he kind of got over the mystique of if you blow out your ACL, you're done forever. He changed that. This could change Achilles injuries. Wow, you can actually blow your Achilles out, rehab, and come back in the same season. <laughs> that's just insane that's, to me. That's but, I mean, insane, yeah. We're, we're going to get into a lot of the, the ways that Cam Akers can help this team. I also got a specific question that I want to ask you about Cooper Cup. But coming up next, ASCII. No, I'm incorrect. We will talk next about Cooper Cup and the specific question that I have for you. Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr in for the guys, Travis and Sliwa. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Travis and Sliwa, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr in for the guys. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision. Is that coverage? Is that guitar lick from Crossroads, the movie? <laughs> Somebody about to lose their head? The Ralph Macchio love, one yes. or the Britney Spears The Ralph Crossroads. Macchio when he's playing guitar. Yeah, against Steve Vai at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? No, I remember that movie. Great movie. Yeah, love that movie. It's a fun yes, movie. Sir. Visit progressive.com. Uh, before I get to this question, I wanted to ask you about Cooper Cup. We've gotten a lot of response on Twitter at Can Brothers, at DeMarco Far One, at ESPN Los Angeles in honor of Denzel Washington's 67th birthday. Happy birthday, Denzel. Happy birthday, Denzel. One of the all-time, all-time greats. You can only watch one Denzel movie for the rest of your life. Which one are you choosing? This is obviously incredibly hard. That was the point. Yeah. Uh, some of the responses. I hate you for this. Some of, we've gotten a lot of training day on here. A lot of glory on here. A lot of inside man. A lot of Malcolm X. Um, some I got to be honest with the answer because I know what I would wait, pick. Wait, wait, I, wait, I know, wait. I know what I would pick, but I know what I do. 
Because there is a movie that's always in my rotation that's, if it's there, I click. Oh. If it comes on Netflix, wherever, I watch it. No matter what, and I can watch it ten times in one week. So that's going to be my answer. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of Denzel movies I've got in my rotation. Yeah. Some of the responses we've gotten, uh, Gregory Elwood, really good movies uh, follow. He covers movies for the playlist if you're interested in that sort of stuff. Uh, he's, he chose uh, Training Day. Yeah. Or, excuse me, he chose Inside Man. LZ Granderson. Yeah. Chose John Q. Good movie. One I did not expect to see coming, but it is a really good Denzel that's, performance. I've only seen that movie once because that's all I can do. It, that that's, that's too close to home. Corporate yeah. Greg over in the offices yeah. over there, he chose Training Day, but then he immediately changed his mind a couple times. He couldn't he couldn't come to a decision, and frankly, they just it feels like lacking leadership. Like we, we need a definitive response. What are you, from Chris our, Moltisante? We need our we need our leaders up top to give us definitive responses. Wait a minute, Otherwise, it's a hard question. It is a hard one. Anybody would fumble over this. Even Denzel would fumble over this. Yeah, he said, "Greg's texting me right now." He said, "Man on fire." Great movie. Or training did. That's not a response, Greg. I need I need one. You it's are hard. choosing one again. Wow. Lead us. Greg Bergman. Wow. wow. Lita. Okay, he said he chose Man on Fire, not Training Day. He's got typos in these texts. I love Man on right Fire. I Man do. on Fire is great movie. Phenomenal. Did you know that's a remake? Yes. Scott Glenn? Yes. Did it first, yeah. But yes. I like this one with Denzel better. It is better. Yeah. And then uh, John Ireland tweeted at us, so many acceptable answers to this. To me, it's Crimson Tide, Training Day, or Remember the Titans. But you could have three completely different answers, and I wouldn't argue. For me, Denzel is in the running for Greatest Actor Alive with Nicholson, and it's a toss-up. See? On that, we're on the same page, Mr. Yes. Ireland. Yes, sir. Except Ireland needed to choose one. You can't! It's you an impossible. This This is an impossible question. You can't answer this. You have to. There is no right, and there's no wrong. Again, it is yes. supposed to be impossible. What was that... Captain Kirk Kobayashi Maru, the impossible situation. Yeah, this is this is it. You can't come up with a wrong answer or a right answer. Seen a little bit of a Mo Better Blues coming in. Oh. Also, Flight. Wow, Flight is really Flight is really good. Really good. Yeah. So, I wanted to ask you this question about Cooper Cup because I I re- during the last two He's broadcasts, a bad man. Yeah. he is a bad man. Last two broadcasts, I have heard during the game one of the commentators say that Sean McVay has told them that the Rams' offense runs through Cooper Cup. Yes. I have never actually heard that described before with a wide receiver. You obviously hear oh, sure quarterbacks. All, I, I've never heard it described that way. Megatron in Detroit? I Again, I've never Randy heard, Moss in, in, Milwaukee, in uh, Minnesota? I'm not saying it's never happened before. I'm yeah. saying I've never heard it described that way. So I wanted to ask you, A, do you agree? B, what does it mean when, a, when an offense runs through a wide receiver, like a position where you have yeah. to specifically get the guy the ball. For a minute, Dallas's offense ran through Des Bryant's. Yeah, I mean, usually you don't come out and say it, but some people do. Re- remember Mike Tice when he was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, he said the obvious. He's going to have a Randy ratio, meant meaning Randy Ross, Randy Moss. We're going to get the ball to Randy Moss X amount of times during a game because that's our best chance of winning. Uh, the bad thing was he told the world. So, so you had a better idea of how to game plan against Randy Moss. But, yeah, absolutely. Cooper Cup, at various points, is your best player on the field outside of Aaron Donald. So you can actually run the ball through the air with him. You can attack a defense deep with him. You can attack a defense at all levels with Cooper Cup. He can make you go east-west, cover all 53, 
and he can make you cover all 100 at the same time. Uh, if you single him up, he's going to win. If you try to zone him up and cover him with two, they're going to rub and get him open. So I said this earlier, Cooper Cup, and I think I meant about in the NFC West, he's the most dangerous weapon at receiver in the NFC West because there's no way a defense can stop him from getting the ball. They will find ways to get Cooper Cup the football, and then he's just so smart. You've got two quarterbacks. He's just as smart as Matthew Stafford. He understands concepts. So, yeah, I mean, the offense does flow through Cooper Cup, whether he's getting the ball or not. It's funny. Like I said, you may be correct. I'll take your word for it, that this is not singular to Cooper Cup. Like, this has happened before. But as I said before, I've never actually heard it vocalized that way yeah just just watch I'll, I'll show you some clips and it's amazing they'll be in 11 personnel one tight end and three receivers right the defense will give you a look clearly say they're a nickel uh they bring in the they take out a linebacker and bring in a smaller corner right so what does sean McVay and cooper cup do they motion him in to a tight end position, so now you're actually playing with two tight end, and he blocks for the running back, he's and he's great, great at it. He's a great blocker. That's what I mean. He's he. The offense goes through him whenever there's a favorable matchup. More often than not, it's because of number ten, or number ten is exposing that matchup problem. You know, it's funny actually. Like I, thinking about Cooper Cup and the season that he's been having, and and knowing that I was going to be coming in to do this show with you, mm-hmm. I was reminded how. Early in Cooper Cup's career, like doing shows or talking at games with either you or Kirk Morrison or Keyshawn, like guys who truly know the game. Like Cooper Cup, when he first, you know, because he came on stronger than was expected, I think, for a lot of people from the beginning. And, you know, he, he was. Like, I don't think there were necessarily a lot of expectations for him. A lot of people didn't even know who he was. Well, uh, look, he, he went to a smaller school, Eastern right. Washington. Yeah. But every time he played up, like he played a Pac-12 school, he absolutely torched them. So we knew, okay. people knew, that but, this guy can play. But when you would hear Cooper Cup, some of the praise about Cup, you know, mm. people would talk about the routes that he runs or that he's such a smart player, or, you know, like the little he's things. He's a white that, guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is the Don't tra- dance. Just well, I'm it. not dancing. I'm saying this is the traditional coded language for a white, white receiver. Like the, right. the inference being this is a guy that really doesn't have the natural athletic talent or skills, but damn it, he goes out there and he plays as hard as he possibly can. He's gritty, can. gutty. Gritty, gutty, and he, he offsets all of the things that come with being such Caucasian. A player. Right, it comes with being Caucasian in a league like this. Like he manages to overcome his Caucasianness. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and you I mean. remember you, Keyshawn, Kirk telling me early on, no, this isn't BS. Like, this is not code. He does all of this. Yeah. Like, he really is that good. And obviously, he's having a career year. I mean, he's having a career year that, frankly, most receivers would kill to have. Most people never have this. Yeah. It's the same with Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think the only shocking thing or the reason that he, he pops, like his numbers and his ability pops, is because you don't see a lot of guys that look like him do that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But it's not like he can't do it. Or the fact that his skin color changes his effectiveness on game day. Like, this is the year that Cooper Cup became a star. But truth be told, he's actually been playing at a high level for a long time. Like, he's actually been a really good receiver for this team for a while. This is the year where they're actually 
featuring him. He's been a part of a trio since he came into the league. It was either uh, Woods, Cup, and, um, oh, God, I just lost his name. He's in uh, Houston now. Uh, when you first Cooks. got here, uh, Cooks, and then it became Woods and and Cup and someone else and Sammy Reynolds Watkins and Sammy Watkins. So he's been a part of a trio, and he was great in it because, look, all he cares about is moving the football and scoring and winning games. But this is the year where they're actually featuring him, where, where Sean McVay can say, "We're going through him," and he's earned it. Uh, I think he's gone through. He's got enough experience. He knows exactly how you're trying to take away him and the offense and where the dead spots are and where to attack and how to attack. I think he's he's playing his best football, period. So if you want to go through him, this is the perfect time to do it. You know what I mean? He's earned that right. So I think now he gets the opportunity to, to take a step forward and be the number one guy. But before that, he was kind of fitting in with the rest of the group. Now he's the lead dog in the offense. Do you think the Rams – I mean – you said before that like if you if you were familiar with his career in college, you knew that he played up. You knew that he beat, you know, defensive backs smashed on smashed them. Right. Yeah. On program you know, playing for programs that were much higher profile than Eastern Washington. So the Rams obviously saw stuff on tape and they liked it and they drafted him third round, correct? Yes, I believe so. Correct. Do you think they thought he could be this good? Yes. I, I really do. I really do. Um, and it was obvious day one. Uh, I told you this story before the show. Yeah. Tremaine Johnson was your top corner, and Tremaine is a tough guy, tough as nails, kind of like Westbrook. You know, a get-in-your-face or a Matt Barnes type. Get-in-your-face, you know, want, uh, not wannabe, but a, a tough guy. Tremaine and, talked. And he was the lead cornerback, so mm-hmm. we couldn't wait for this matchup. Okay, Cooper Cup versus Tremaine. And you saw how Tremaine looked at him. He didn't think much of him. He looked from who's the outside in. Right. This Who's this dude trying to beat me? First play, spun him into a hole. I mean, absolutely embarrassed him, right, to the point where he had to pick himself up and without saying a word, just turn around and gave him a fist bump. Like, yeah, you're legit. And we we go on from there. But it's been this way since high school when he was up there. I I told uh, Steve Sarkeesian this. I couldn't believe you guys let this guy go. He's right in your backyard. He's right in the Huskies' backyard. But they always say the same thing. He didn't look the part in high school. Hmm. I can see how you might overlook him, but – the ability and what he's doing on the field has always been there. They, this is not new for him. They, they didn't see all the intangibles? <laughs> you know, I, I saw a picture of him in high school. I see how you might overlook him. It looked like the uniform didn't fit right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? He is uh, everyone overlooking him and the Rams getting him. He has been phenomenal this season. If the Rams make a strong playoff push, get through the Super Bowl, you He can may bet. break Calvin Johnson's rec- receiving yards record. I mean – they could actually force the issue and get him there. He may yeah. <laughs> very well do that. All right, coming up, factor cap. Uh, one of the questions we will be debating or declaring, factor cap, DeMarco, which is better, zoo or aquarium? That's coming up next. Travis and Sleeway, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, in for the guys. Hey guys, welcome to Fractor Cap. I hope you guys had a lovely holidays. I was in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> Super wonderful. Forever. And in very cold Minnesota, I'm sure. So uh, I was in San Diego and it was a lot of family time, which is wonderful, but a lot of family time. 
So, uh, up first, actually, I was at the zoo yesterday in San Diego. It's a lovely zoo, uh, but zoos are better than aquariums. DeMarco, is this fact or cap? Oh, that's fact. Come on, it's animals. Yeah, I mean, you get to see things, lions eating things. I mean, fish. You walk in, you see a few fish, you're bored. I mean, how 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 much how far can you take seeing things behind glass that swim? No. Okay, you are half correct, okay. DeMarco, in your response. It is cap that aquariums are boring. Aquariums are awesome. Yeah. I love aquariums. I could spend all day at the Long Beach Aquarium every day and be totally happy. Like, there was a brief period where I debated going into marine biology, and then I just decided I wasn't smart enough. Um, but, like, from high school and college, I, I applied to University of Miami. Yeah. And the big reason that I applied was to potentially go into marine biology because at the time they had the best program I think in the country. Yeah. But I ultimately decided that I just wasn't good enough at science. However, it is fact that zoos are better than aquariums because you get sea life in a zoo. Boom. So you get the best of every Boom. world. Aquariums are awesome. Yeah. But you get everything in a zoo. So that is fact. Zoos are better I like than aquariums. It. Nothing like hearing a roar or seeing a like an elephant walk at you i love going to the zoo big time me too absolutely i also always feel like the zoo uh though i feel like it's a little more dangerous like yeah. you have a little bit you're a little closer to uh, yes. the, the animals than you are with an aquarium so like there's at least a barrier always with an aquarium with not you. always with the with the zoo so uh again off of uh, a lot of family time spent over the holiday uh, holidays so you can spend a little too much time with your family over the holidays. Andy, is this factor cap? Oh, that is fact. <laughs> that is absolutely 100% fact. Um, I feel very comfortable saying this because because of the fact that you can spend too much time with your family, I'm 100% confident my wife is not listening right now because she's had enough of me. No doubt. She doesn't need okay. a bonus three hours of me on the air. Yeah. You can 100%. Like, I remember there was a, I remember there was one time early on, or maybe midway through the pandemic, you know, it's still going on now. Yeah. But I remember my wife was talking to me, because, you know, there was a large portion where everybody was, like, stuck in your house. Yes. You're just there. You're not doing anything. And my wife was like, you know, I think all things considered, we've done really well. Uh, like, you know, there nice. are a lot of, I, I know from a lot of my friends, like, they've struggled you know, with their husbands, their boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. And like, you know, I think we've done really well. And there's a, you know, I'm nodding. I'm yeah, totally yeah, nodding. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, have we? <laughs> have we really? <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> wow. it's hard, man. Well, that's, good. that's nice to hear. No, I even mean, if look, you don't feel it. Yeah. I love my wife, but like, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is hard to be around anybody. Yeah. I love Cinnabons, much. but not every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I, lo I love Cinnabons, just not every day. I get it. Um, Wait. Where were you born? What state? Uh, I was born in Arizona. I was born in Phoenix. So you got people everywhere? Uh, not really. Most of my people are, are either in St. Louis. I got a small family okay. on both sides. They're either in St. Louis or I guess you know my brother's here. Okay. So my entire family is here in California. So I'm going to say that's Cap. Because <laughs> they're listening. <laughs> but Corey, absolutely it's fact. You can't get enough of them. <laughs> we love our family. More time. More no time. doubt. Because they're all listening. Yes, sir. Including the cousins that think they know more about football than you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, we love that. We love that. I, I always get the takes from my mom about the NBA that they that they uh, travel too much, and I'm like, okay, mom, all right, let's keep, let's wow. keep it going. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, also on this vein of Christmas, uh, we always get some things that we maybe didn't ask for and don't necessarily have space for, or don't really want. So, you would tell your wife if you wanted to return a gift she gave you. Demarco's oh, is factor cap. That's cap. 
That's Cap. I, I got a secret spot in the closet with a bunch of stuff I don't want or need. <laughs> and, and every time I get it, I'm like, oh, this is so great. I love this. I'm going to do this. This is going to change my life. And as soon as you're not looking, it goes right to that dark spot in the closet. It is Cap that I would tell her. It is 100% fact that she would tell me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I, I've, I've heard before. Yeah. Well, Emily, you... Somebody gives you a gift, would you tell them that you want to return it? Or specifically significant I, other? I'm thinking this might be a a, a, a male-female thing. I feel like I would be like, thanks, but I already have this. Or thanks, but I, you know, I, I have this other thing in mind. I feel like I, but, but I probably would. what if it's would... though like a significant other who would have a pretty good idea of what you have? And just totally mm. miss the mark. I feel like it would be thanks, honey, and then I'd wear it anytime that he was expecting me to. So, like, if it was like a, if it was like a piece of jewelry, I'll wear it out on the date or anything. But I'm not going to wear it all the time in my in my own free That's time. That's exactly where I'm at. Absolutely, got to got to tread the waters nicely. Yes. So, uh, again, this is uh, based off of uh, a situation with my family. We all were going out to dinner a lot in San Diego, so you always pay for dinner when you're out with your siblings. DeMarco, is his factor cap? Cap. I'm the youngest, so my oldest brother treats me like I'm four forever. So wherever we go, no matter what, he always pays. We almost got in a fist fight. I think it was up near the California-Oregon border because he tried to pay for my gas. Two cars. We're driving, and we stopped for gas. And he tried to pay for my gas because he's my- How? He got his credit card out and was going to go pay for the gas. Like he was just waltzed in front of you, went to your pump, and was going to insert the card in? Yes. Like it's not like at a restaurant where you can sneak, the, you know, like paying the I check. I don't have find a, a shot. W- he'll get up and, and sneak away and pay before before we're even done eating. He'll, he'll pay. What's behind this? He's, what motivates He's the this? oldest brother. He's been taking care of me forever, and he feels like he has to. And when I say no, it's offensive to him. Like when I try to pay, it's no like, oh, thanks, bro. Like he gets mad when I pay. Honestly, look, here's the thing. I get that you are a man, DeMarco. Of a he couple- got mad when I paid when I was making millions of dollars. Look, he would still pay for dinner. Okay, well, then maybe there's a little bit. Maybe there's a little bit of that <laughs> right, behind it. Right, like, right. like he he knows uh, little brother's bank account and wants to feel like his can stack up. But I would say this because you are definitely a man of accomplishments. You are a man of pride. But at some point, stop. You know, looking a good thing in the mouth. If he wants to do this for, and you've already told him a million times. I don't want it. I don't need it. It's not necessary. If he's going to in- insist on it, just bank the difference. Spend on your daughter. Except when I'm sitting there with my wife and kids when they look at me like dad. And, no, just, and when he pays, he, he treats me like little brother. What's your brother's name? Mario. Okay, just tell them, you guys know Uncle Mario, he's a jackass. He, no, but no, no, he, he's no. A, if he If Uncle Jackass wants to do this, no, see, let him. My, my brother has no temper. He's always mad. <laughs> See what I mean? So no, you tell you don't want to get you don't want to no, get in the way of that buzzsaw. Pro- okay, first of all, your, yeah. your brother sounds like a piece of work. He's he's the greatest guy I know, and he's doing it out of love. But I'm I'm still the little brother to him forever. So yeah, in my particular case, it is Cap. Have you met my brother? I'm not paying. I'm not paying for a damn thing for that guy. <laughs> I'm not taking him out. I mean, I, all these listeners, they're familiar with him. Would you take Brian out to dinner? Of course I would. No. Absolutely, I would. Do you split? Yeah, we split. What's wrong with your brother? I think he's funny. Yeah. I actually like him better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Spend enough. Look, remember before we said, you know, can yeah. you spend too much time with family? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Spend an awful lot of time with them. Ah, I got you. Lot. You see everything. Lot. <laughs> lot of time. All right, I got one more, guys. So, again, we're celebrating Denzel Washington all day today. So, Denzel Washington is the best actor of his generation. DeMarco, is this factor cap? Okay, what's this generation? That's That was my question. What's this? I'm ge- saying his generation. Of his, is- uh, I, I would say anybody in the 45 to 70 range. Then I, I got to say that's cap because that's there's a lot of actors in there. He's one of. It- you know, He's a great. You start throwing in like Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, See, that guy can. You know, the late. I mean, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like he could do yeah. anything. There's there's a lot of great actors out there, but he's one Joaquin of them. Phoenix. Definitely. Yeah. What I will say about Denzel, because Denzel is absolutely, if not the best actor of his generation, he is one of the best. Like he is in the no doubt the short list of contenders. He's in Cooperstown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's first ballot. Yes, no doubt. Like if, if you know these ballots are public and you are the guy that didn't vote for Denzel, you are going to be publicly. You'll never shamed. have a vote again. Exactly. Yeah. What I will say about Denzel, though, he might be the greatest movie star of his generation. Just really? pure movie star. Now wait a minute. See, I have to throw Sam Jackson in there. Sam, Sam Jackson, I think, is leading in, in ticket sales. Right, but most of those movies, though, are not because of Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson was in the movie. But isn't movies. that movie star? <laughs> well, I lo- right, yeah. but like, no disrespect. I love Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. No disrespect to him. I'm a big fan. I've met him a couple times. Very Will nice Smith guy. Will Smith is a movie star. Big, yeah, big. Yeah. Well, but but Will Smith, I don't think though, is as good an actor as Denzel. He's a good actor. That's what I mean. He's a great movie star. But what I'm saying yeah. is, if you combine everything you want. From a movie star in terms of looks, in terms of charisma, in terms of talent, in terms of range, in terms of box office bankability. Right. You can make an argument that Denzel is the best of his generation at checking the most boxes. Oh, see, I I have I, I consider him an actor. Like Stallone is a movie star. Well, but Denzel I mean? But yeah. Denzel's both though. True. Can Denzel be. is a straight up movie star. He's a yeah. he is a one name guy not just because he has an unusual name true true like denzel is denzel he like did denzel's make me a believe brand that an old guy can beat up people in in the equalizer yeah he did make me believe that he could actually or do the that. equalizer dose both that he can beat up an entire room of people that are like 20 years younger in 19 seconds yeah he made me believe that yes yeah and again we are posing this question on uh twitter at cam brothers at espn los angeles uh demarco your twitter as well you can only choose one Denzel movie Can't do it. to watch for the rest of your life. Which one are you choosing? Coming up next, we're going to swing back to the Lakers, talk a little bit of Russell Westbrook. Uh, he has been, as is always the case, uh, polarizing and controversial, but is it necessarily his fault? We will talk about that next, 710 ESPN. Travis and Sleeway, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr in for the guys. Um, Before we get to the conversation about Russell Westbrook and his play of late and the concept of let Russ be Russ, what does that even mean? Is Russ the best judge of what that is? How he should be adjusting, can be adjusting? Larry in Anaheim is calling in. He's got some thoughts on brothers paying for each other, something, DeMarco, that is a thorn in your side. Larry, what's up? 
Yes, man, this is ridiculous. I heard something and I almost damn near ran into a building. You guys are complaining, and DeMarco is complaining because his brother wants to pay for something. Dude, you got to be in my ghetto-ass family. You know, you to pay nothing. That's what I said, Larry. No, way, said, I'm not complaining. I'm just... Nothing. I'm I'm and like I'm grown now. I can take I can pay my own bills. Let me let me take you out once. How about that? No, but it, there's no reason to get into a fist fight, boy. I mean, come on, man. If, if somebody wants to pay for something, you should come kick it with my family. They'll let you pay every damn thing. <laughs> I like him, man. Oh my God, this is one of the greatest calls we've ever. Had. I like him. Yes, I know. No, I look. I appreciate the call, Larry. I. Imagine I agree with Larry. Your, Why are you fighting this? If you take your wife and your mother out to dinner, right? I mean, you want to pay. You get the suit and tie on. Mm-hmm. You make reservations. You go. And you're feeling pretty, you know, fatherly, right? Mm-hmm. And your mom reaches over when your steak comes out and cuts it for you. You know what I'm saying? It's a little I'm bit. grown. Let me, let me handle this. I got this. Yeah. I'm okay. I understand. You know? I understand what you're saying. No one would fight me when I was growing up. I wanted to fight people. Well, they wouldn't fight me because of my brother. Really? They were afraid of him. So they would back down because of him. Yeah. Okay. You're a big guy. Right. Have you always been a fairly big guy? Yeah, I'm one of the bigger kids. And people were more scared of your brother Mario than you. And Andre, the other one. I have two older brothers. Where does he fit into the pain? He's thing? the big one. He's the biggest one we have. So when I would get into these little dust-ups in school, they wouldn't want to fight me because my two brothers would be standing there watching. And... The other one is bigger than you or Mario. Yeah. Who's the basketball player that has two brothers that follow him? Oh, the Jokic's. Yes. Kind of like that. Right. That's how it would go. So they're that scary. Yes. Yeah. They're 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 two big, mean, scary people. Okay. So you, DeMarco Farr, the professional NFL defensive lineman, yes. was the least scary of your brothers. I would try not to get in fights on the field because I know they would meet the guy in the in the family area before I got there. Okay, who's they, who's scarier? Far brothers or Jokic brothers? Because the I'm Jokic taking, brothers are insane. I'm taking my I'm taking my brothers. Wow. I, I'm taking my brothers. Hands down. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the one thing you don't do is put hands on one of us because the other two will show up. And we won't quit. That's I'm, just how it goes. Okay. This, and I'm the young one. So sometimes I got other guys messed up because, like, I would take a dive and you would get beat up. Yeah. So occasionally, I mean, did you ever have to tell your teammates, like, look, I, I got I to gotta sit out this scuffle. I can't get your back because otherwise my insane brothers are going to get in the middle of this. And it's just, it's not worth it for any of you people. Yes. I tried. I did try to t- warn people. I did. And it they, they, they didn't pay attention. They didn't think he would come down from the stands. And there's not going to be anyone that will stop them from getting here. If they have something to say, they're going to say it to you. So, yes, that's what I'm talking about. How close did they ever get to the stands? When I was in high school, they would come down. When I was in college, they would come down. When I was in the pros, they got as far as they could go, and then even farther to come say something. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think people would actually need uh, insurance from your brother. ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Key to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. They could also protect you from the Farr brothers or the (laughs) Jokic brothers. I think, I I don't want to swear to this, but I think Progressive offers that program as well. Far protection. You might need it. Wow, I can't believe you're actually saying 
Because you've seen the Jokic brothers. Oh, yeah. I mean, and like, you know, they've seen some stuff in Serbia. And, yes. you know, they, they... We grew up in Richmond. Richmond, California. Now, it's not Serbia, but close. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is terrifying. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, they will show up, and they always will. So I, I, Again, the concept that you are former Super Bowl <laughs> champion, <laughs> right. defensive lineman, and for those who have never seen DeMarco in person, a, by any reasonable standard, huge dude. They're scarier than you. Yes. I was afraid of them after games if I didn't do anything. If I came out, <laughs> really, if I didn't do anything during the game, I would be afraid to come off it. I would. Wow. Yes. Wow. All right. Uh, coming up next, we are going to tackle this question of Russell Westbrook. He had some interesting comments during yesterday's practice that just raised the concept of what do you expect from Russell Westbrook as a player? How much can he adjust? How much should he have to adjust? How much is he actually willing to adjust? We will get into that next. Travis and Sleeway, Andy Kamenetsky, DeMarco Farr, 710 ESPN.